This podcast is brought to you by Cash App, the easiest way to send, spend, save, and invest. Cash App helps you connect effortlessly with your finances and your people. So in the spirit of effortless finance maintenance, here's how Chris Blackstay is connected with his people. Jason, down here in Atlanta, I've linked up with a new tennis coach, and he's wearing my little ass out on the courts uh, multiple times per week. How's the tennis, though? The tennis is great. No, the tennis is great. Yeah, he's, he's blowing my back out in more ways than one. Understood. You know, I thought maybe my stature as like a kind of returning king to my hometown, I thought maybe this was going to be gratis. That isn't the case, and I was asked to pay for these services. So you had to support a small business? You know, whether you're sharing a perfect day with friends or sending, spending, saving, investing, splitting, tipping, donating, let's not do that, and gifting uh, with the number one finance app in the App Store, that's money, baby. That's Cash App. Download Cash App from the App Store or Google Play Store today to add your cash tag to the 80 million and counting. Chris and Jason meeting of the minds during the week, thanks to a guest cancellation. Uh, luckily, we can blame Joe Biden's flight pattern for this cancellation. Oh, really? Yeah, we did it, Joe. You you kept a guest from coming on How Long Gone. Don't worry. We'll get them rescheduled. I thought Chapo worked for the White House. I don't I don't know why they'd be meddling in those matter- matters. But luckily for you, our dear listeners, uh, them jeans and I are still here to uh, discuss you know a myriad of important topics jason i'm sure your i'm sure your list is just stacked to the motherfucking brim oh yeah hold on to your hats guys like a few episodes ago i i i said how do mail carriers airpods stay charged for a whole day and a mail a mail carrier sent me a dm and told me how they do it you want to know stick around that's called cliffhanger okay we're gonna we're gonna save that tidbit to the end but i wanted to talk about cocaine (laughs) um one of our favorite subjects on how long gone because today i i was reading um a a post from uh my beloved new york post and um it seems that the economist has suggested that president joe biden legalized cocaine I know that he said he was going to decriminalize cannabis uh, convictions, right? Is that, does he not know that cannabis and cocaine are different? I mean, they're not trying to trick him, I don't think, but that's a cool, that's a cool idea. <laughs> I wouldn't put it past the economist, okay? Because he's so old. And, and the beauty of, of the economist is, Jason, is that they, you know, they don't, they don't have, there's no bylines in the economist. So it's, okay. it's merely. So it's all, it's all anon. Well, no, it's not an, it's not anon. It's more like it's from the, the, like the editors of, or let's say, you know, it, it's not, there's not a single name. So it's it's pretty cool because you can say wild shit like legalized cocaine mm-hmm. and no one person can have their life ruined which so I think it's kind of the best possible mm. possible place for this to this this suggestion to be made. Okay, so to put it into terms that I can understand, this is like when there's a recipe for like a sweet potato blue cheese hummus <laughs> and, on on Bon Appetit uh-huh. and I'm like who in the world is responsible for this nonsense and then it'll say 
BA staff. Exactly. And you're like, oh, exactly. you, you slippery nipples. You know it was Molly Baz, but she was like, you know what? I can't take this one alone. <laughs> I can't do this alone, guys. Come on, help me out. Yes, it's a very similar. Molly Baz, she said, nah. I can't be attached. I can't be pinned to this. I can't She's be- the Ellen DeGeneres of the BA universe, right? Yeah, yeah. I haven't. I, I, that is a nice parallel you made. Mm-hmm. So I'm just saying that I think that this could. You know, I'm not predicting anything. Obviously, we've still got a couple years to go, but I, I think this could be kind of a hot button issue as the election draws near is which candidate will legalize cocaine. You know, and, and I think that the thing that we're not thinking about here is that Republicans might use more cocaine than, than Democrats, if you really think about 1, it. 1,000%. Uh, I, I think so, only because, and especially in the higher earning bra- brackets as well. All the all the all the kind of liberal cocaine users, you know, that's mattress on the floor of the kitchen Twitter. It's they're not really moving mountains. They're not they're not really they don't they don't have a Jerry to Mander, if that makes sense, Chris. <laughs> wow, nice, nice. Yeah, it does. But so 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 does these wait, I, I just wanted some some clarity on this. So the, the economist is saying in their opinion that the president said we should legalize cocaine or are they saying in their opinion we should legalize cocaine they're saying legalize it joe oh okay so like we we got this far we might as well just do coke too the the headline is joe biden is too timid (laughs) it's time to legalize cocaine (laughs) he doesn't have the cojones frankly to legalize one of the most powerful narcotics uh, ever of created, course they man. go of course they go into some long-winded bullshit about like the cost of prohibition outweighing the benefits etc but you it, it'd be cooler if it was just like you know this is what we need because it would be cool <laughs> like that 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 instead that's, of that's that's the uh that's the poly shore sort of approach. Yeah, exactly they need to <laughs> we should do this because it would be cool the economist should take a more poly shore approach i think mm. that is what i yeah that is a great way yeah some people say the poly shore approach i say we're distilling a point to be more succinct i this is this is the best part it's under a section that it's called leaders the section and then the the subheader is soften the blow no pun intended. Oh, nice. These guys over the Economist are having a little too much damn fun. It's because the it's because the subscription's so expensive. They can just do whatever they want. <laughs> you know, it doesn't even matter. Okay, so it makes me wonder uh, where do you think the Economist? You know, is the is the Economist a, a pretty kind of like straight down the middle, unbiased opinion? You know, politically speaking, or do they lean in any other partisan direction? I would say it's a liberal. Okay. I so mean, I, I think I don't. I don't read it. I mean, sure. it's it's. Um, do you? Okay. Well, where do you, where do you think they stand on when cocaine is cooked with a Pyrex style cookery and turned into crack or a freebase style? Do you think they want that level of cocaine to be legalized as well? I think they. I think they're probably going about it in a way where it's like costing x amount of lives and x you know what i mean like looking at all this bullshit that doesn't matter instead of like if we legalize cocaine would that be more fun for society (laughs) you know what i mean like they're looking at all this stuff they're looking at you know they're they're probably like oh it 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 contributes to global warming it it contributes to (laughs) carbon you know blah, blah 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 instead of just being like would our society our polite society be more fun and cool if cocaine was introduced as a legal thing to do instead of everybody having to hide it or even worse, giving more money to these cursed, you know, big drug companies and snorting Adderall. Yeah. 
you know and that because that is what's happening you said you said polite society if there only was a way to make rules and laws that apply to unpolite society only and not polite society is that Mm -hmm. is that sort of a utopian that's kind of where i'm at if like if cocaine was legalized it would make polite society much more fun i don't think anyone's gonna argue with that but the less polite society Unless they have fun, you know, filleting in Walmart parking lots, it might not be as much fun, you know, people who aren't able to handle the powerful pull of the addiction of cocaine. Sure. It's going to ruin their lives. Sure, 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 sure. And I think the economist seems like they're okay with that, which I think is just, that's insane balls. That's a dumpster fire. Well, I... I, let me say this, though. I think that if we look at this, let's look at your beloved cannabis as a case study. Okay. As it's become legalized and every store looks like an Apple store and you've got bud tenders with fucking tweezers pulling out purple do not, hairs. Do not come for Zaza R.S. <laughs> Zaza R.S. is on the fucking chopping block today. And Hello, sharks. I'm asking for a 10% the- <laughs> of Zaza R.S. Shout out to Melanie. We hope you get that Gia seed investment. Yeah, if you if you don't get it from the sharks, come over to How Long Gone. We'll see what we can do. We got a little ad money kicking around. Thanks to Cash App. We got a little Gia money in the kitty. Is that what you're saying? That's what I'm saying is that with the, the legalization of, of or decriminalization of marijuana, the price has gone up. So it prevents the absolute bottom feeders from being able to afford the the absolute loudest runts available right. that would cause addiction. Well, cocaine is already cocaine is already quite expensive. So you're saying it's going to get even more expensive. Exactly. If you want that pure pure and you got to pull over, you know, to the to the vape shop on Melrose to kind of pop mm-hmm. in and get an eight ball for the weekend. We're looking at we're looking at double the price that you're paying on the street now. Right. So right, it right. might keep it might keep out the customer you don't <laughs> want. Let's put it that way. Okay. You know? It might it might only Newt Gingrich and his wife are the only ones that are gonna be able right. to afford this. And I think that, you know, if if the Republicans can afford it and it feels like something that the the the, the rich Republicans can afford and the poor ones can't, they might back this as well. Yeah, I guess in, in, in all forms of luxury that seems to be taking place, you know, you want to buy a, a Patek. We're paying over sticker, baby. No. But yeah. If you if you look at the price of your legal cocaine, mm-hmm. you know, you probably can't afford it is sort of what you're saying. And speaking of cocaine, um, that's a nice segue. Speaking of cocaine, let's talk about cocaine again. Failing Silk Sonic, Bruno Mars and Anderson Pock, <laughs> one of the where they just basically took, you know, every 70s soul album and crammed them together and paid a lot of money for ripping them off. They, you know, you might know them as Silk Sonic. They're they're your Tia's favorite band. Yeah, they yeah, exactly. They've decided not to, to to not submit their album for uh Grammy uh, awards nominations and they the quote about Slow it down. was we truly put our all on this record but silk sonic would like to gracefully humbly and most important sexually bow out of submitting our album this year they did not say sexually yes they did this is this is real and and i was talking to a friend of the show patrick sandberg and he said to sexually bow equals to take it up the ass yeah that's a very good point which i i would i would like to credit him with that because that is an astute point to make do you bow what do you think he means by that do you think he's kind of signaling to some of his uh scruffy matches or do you think he's merely (laughs) 
he thinks that that drivel they made is like sexy music, so he wants to keep that kind of narrative going. Yeah, that, I think that's what it is. I think they're in their mind, their their PR team or their branding squad or whatever was like, <laughs> okay, we have to do this announcement where you're not going to enter the Grammys, even though they would, they're a surefire win because they are your auntie's favorite. I like those. I like that music. Yeah. That's nice. You know, 100%. like that's who they are. They're they're literally born, raised, and and you know, factory farm to create Grammy uh, Grammy awards. But this might be the one thing that I have ever liked about Silk Sonic or or Anderson Pack is is adding a little sexy, horny energy to uh, an announcement like that, like a virtue signaling announcement is usually sort of void of any horny energy, right? That's a good point. So I mean, I, I'm I'm trying to find a silver lining on this on this funky little cloud. I'm glad that I'm glad that you're moonwalking through this one, but I don't um But I mean, are, are did they did they specify why they're buying out? Is it the normal sort of like we don't want to No. They we don't, didn't, we don't, don't want to play in this game. They didn't specify at all. They didn't they didn't specify at all. They also won you know, they won four Grammy awards for the single leave the door open mm-hmm. so they've already maybe they're thinking we've we've squeezed this 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 lemon okay so you hit big at the craps table and why don't we pull out cut our losses go get a steak instead of losing it all yeah go out on top maybe there's a big record they're up against they're afraid to lose and they don't want to be humbled like that <laughs> um but i mean i i just don't know what the point why would you announce that you're not going to allow your album to be nominated for an award if you don't have like an issue with the if you're not making some grand statement about the the awards themselves the the coolest way to do it is to just write them a letter privately and say you know we don't want to be nominated for an award thank you and then just mm-hmm. that's it a silent uh, removal of yourself but you know i guess it's a, is it better or worse to just say like nah we don't want to really like don't don't nominate us for a grammy we're not down versus being like and here are the eleven reasons why, and then thread emoji, and then it's like systematically for blah blah. You know, well like, they're gonna. So you're, at least they're not doing that. You know, that's true. So you're suggesting that the coolest way, which I agree, is to basically quiet quit. To quiet quit. To keep it between you and the uh, fifteen white men at the Grammy board, and I think that is probably. I do think that's better, but I think the reason they're announcing it now that I'm thinking about it more critically is because maybe they want they don't want Sonic Hive. To be like, why the fuck isn't Silk Sonic nominated? Oh, uh-huh. You know, they want to keep their fans from from you know ruining lives of 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 the voting members. <laughs> that could be maybe they're looking out. They're looking out for the the voting members have had a, have had a tough you know I don't know decade. What do you what is their hive called? Sil- silkworms. Silkworms assemble. I'm sure it has a bad name. I mean, liking that is truly the bottom of the bottom. Like that is the worst. <laughs> that is like the most the most vanilla music that sounds like it's ai generated that's ever existed i still don't understand the announcement but i'm glad that we kind of dug into it a little bit it's like if mark zuckerberg and mark ronson had a kid (laughs) that they would produce that album (laughs) god bless them i guess they got a shitload of press i mean maybe that was the point it's got us hunkies talking about them i mentioned something to you the other day that we failed to discuss with Orville. Yeah, go back and listen to our episode with Orville Peck. I was just texting him or DMing with him uh, earlier this morning. He was asking me if I ate meat. He, 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 for some reason, thought that I was vegetarian, and he saw me posting posting meat on stories, and he was, oh, wait a minute. I was in a Barry's Boot Camp class. Okay. And 
a man entered the class. Man, we got to get you out of Atlanta, bro. I know it's, dude. I'm dying. <laughs> the Barry's boot camp down at the mall cannot be your 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 only source of content, mana. No, but this is pretty good because he yeah. had one of your little chef's cups on the treadmill. <laughs> Uh, okay, so he had an FX is the bear style deli cup. Yes. He's got a he's got a four was it a tall boy? It, he had a short boy and I believe that he had had a powder mixed into the water. So it was like a pre-workout mm. in a deli cup with a lid on it. Lid on the deli. Okay, so so then he is a pussy. I don't expect or I mean I do expect that kind of behavior out of berries, I guess. Was the was the deli owner attractive? No, because he's a chef. I mean, clearly he looked like a you know, he looked he didn't Come on, bro. He didn't look Have you seen Bourdain when he was nineteen? Yummy yummy. Yeah, I've I've seen Bourdain when he was nineteen. This guy was probably about forty five, fifty. <laughs> he probably had a Maserati out front, but he didn't look like he was doing numbers. But okay. I'm just saying he's built like John Favreau. I'm just <laughs> No, he wasn't he wasn't favved. He wasn't that big. Okay. But I'm saying to you, this guy he had had to be a working chef to do this or do we think that this diabolically lame trend has trickled all the way down to a 50 year old man in atlanta well i don't think that it's cons- really a trend i think because you, this is the first example of a civilian displaying this we well we don't know if he's a we don't know if he's a civilian to be fair well i'm sorry point. i shouldn't say this is the first time a civilian is this is the first time somebody is you've seen somebody using this in public not in, you know not back of house not in any type of well i've seen culinary you, i've seen you do it uh, at the dj booth well i mean it. my house is considered a culinary environment so oh it's i didn't a little different. I, I, i'm I, talking I, about you know you're not going to see me with a fucking open deli walking around the americana that's that's psycho behavior unless i'm like super thirsty or something but i think, like that, I I think. Know, or unless it's some some dumpling broth from from din tai fung do you think it's possible though that this is a sign that this is kind of an incoming thing we're gonna have to deal with or do you think this is an isolated incident no i, I think it's only gonna get worse and it really it definitely is bad for the environment that's the only thing that we have going for it that it won't really reach a, a, a boiling mm-hmm. point to use a kitchen pun but yeah, I mean, it's it really is just like if you want that, you have to go to like a restaurant supply store and buy fifty dollars worth of super unrecyclable plastic. <laughs> well, because um, <laughs> I also, I also, and that's going to weed out a lot of scrubs, you know. Yeah, that's true. I also saw, and this might even be more twisted, okay. Jason. To be honest with you, I saw in a in a hot yoga class a woman entered with a kind of classic ceramic okay. coffee mug with water in it and then left the class multiple times <laughs> to refill this tiny coffee mug instead of just having a water bottle like a normal person. Okay, this is sick. Okay, so this is so the <laughs> mug is sort of like a, a you know, a secretary's I hate Mondays style yeah, exactly, classic yeah. 8 ounce ceramic mug. Exactly, exactly. I love this. Okay. Was this person hot? No. Definitely not, 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 not hot enough, and also didn't look like a ceramicist. So it wasn't like she made the cup herself, <laughs> which was the only way I was going to kind of let her out of this. Okay. But I was now I'm confused. I almost fell out of my tree pose when I saw her leave <laughs> the class because I was like, "You brought like almost the smallest vessel you could possibly find." And yes, it's it's sustainable, obviously. But at what cost? Yeah, what do we? When are we going to draw the line with like? I I still think practicality has to rule. You know, I can't do things strictly because they they make me look crunchy and and like I care right. when it causes me. It, I don't understand where like I don't I don't know where the line is with something like that. Okay, here's here's a here's a hypothesis. Okay, 
Crunchy Yoga F O L X are often known to be flatulent in nature, right? I I I didn't know that. Depending on their lentil intake, yeah, you know, like vegetarian, vegan, crunchy people. I mean, I think everyone's been in a yoga class where somebody passes a little gas. Um, I think that's a pretty commonplace thing. What I'm wondering is, is this her get out of jail free card? She brings the smallest cup oh, possible <laughs> because she has to. Yeah, she has a reason to excuse herself into the hallway and you know make waste. So you're saying that the kale chips are negatively affecting her yoga practice, and therefore it's kind of trickling. Yes, I mean anything is possible. I didn't the kale chips. The uh, the beef liver jerky. <laughs> I didn't run check. through her like the all new. General Motors uh, electric Hummer. Take a second look at the Hummer, guys. <laughs> I was going to check outside to see which Subaru she had. Bro, uh, well, I mean, to my point, you know the inside of that Subaru would be smelling crazy. I though. mean, I'm I'm sure, and that's why she still has it's it. It's not, And it's not smelling like the black ice fresheners either. Okay. <laughs> brown ice. <laughs> I just... I just hit a patch of brown ice. <laughs> I just couldn't... Be- Over there on Peachtree. I couldn't believe that I saw these two things seemingly back to back you know like this is something this this happened a few days apart and i'm starting to think that this is like we're crumbling as a society i don't even care <laughs> i don't even care the mia thinks vaccines give you problems like that's not what i'm worried about i'm worried about people choosing the wrong delivery vessel for their beverages while exercising this is a real this is a real problem okay so we've gone from crunchy to crumbly and chris says Mm-mm, no this is a this is one of the sign of the apocalypse okay i've got a question for you pray tell uh you got you got you got gun to your head you have the you have the tech what was the somebody corrected and sent me a sent, sent me a message about bringing the walk to poland that the <laughs> the the kel tech had nothing to do with keenan and cal or cal tech college or or high-tech lean it, it was a brand of gun or a okay type of gun so well that's not surprising you've got the caltech to your head somebody says do you want to drink this water i mean you are thirsty as a motherfucker you're sweating like a whore in church you're dying you would do anything to sip a water mm. they hand you the the deli cup or the liquid death can oh what's it gonna be brother i'm going i'm going ld all day no problem oh I'm going LD. They I'm not didn't gonna, get to you too, did they, Chris? No, they didn't. I would never purchase it, but I'm not going to. Are you bros with the art director or some shit? No, fuck you. And I'm not going to. The worst The worst thing we can do is I'm not going to steal valor from a chef. Uh-huh. I don't cook. I don't own a knife. I don't own an apron. And I definitely don't drink out of a deli cup. Well, I think it's a little bit of uh, an evolution or a devolution of sort of the, the Carhartt pant guy, stolen valor. And he's sort of looking, or he or, or she or they are looking at the Nalgene bottle, previously known as mm-hmm. you know the crunchy motherfuckers drinking vessels. What we all do, we all have Nalgenes. They're they're great. I don't have an I don't have a Nalgene. I don't use Nalgenes. <laughs> I use plastic bottles. Okay, like a man. <laughs> I sell Nalgenes. I sell Nalgenes, and I'm happy to do that. And thank you to everyone who bought one. But I don't use I don't use a a Nalgene. I don't drink. I drink a gallon of water out of my milk jug every day. And that's that's it. That's all I do. I don't I don't bring water into the gym. When's the last time you refilled something? I can't think of a time, Jason. I get the last, you're, Are you saying like a hot summer's day and Chubby Chris is out skateboarding and can't land anything? And yeah, who who is in office? Who was in office the last time you refilled? Oh, Bush Senior. Bush Senior. Liquid inside of a cup that has Bush liquid. Senior for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no question. <laughs> not gonna do it. <laughs> not gonna refill it. I I just no. I'm not even opposed to. It. I just don't. 
Like, I think that your stance on water, I think we're actually closer on the issue than you think. Mm -hmm. Because I, I like to get all of my drinking done in one sitting like an alcoholic at a local bar mm-hmm. and i i don't i don't want to kind of have to have a water bottle on me all day long no. I, I i just i don't like that you know i don't want to have to refill yeah i'm with you like people refill it like your people are out here people rich people rich rich people are out here at lax standing next to the bathroom waiting in line <laughs> for 25 minutes to fill up their their water bottle before they get on a plane don't you have an amex platinum card this you can just drink as much water in a glass like an adult as you'd like and then you get on the plane i just don't understand where we draw the line you're not ben gibbard doing a hundred miler where you got no. you need your little no. <laughs> baba sucks pull off your baba or else you die you're gonna you're gonna sit in a chair and watch sex in the city part do abu dhabi that's about it we're not really gonna break a big old sweat no that's it's just I and mean, if you were like hung over and you need the fluids Get an electrolyte like a real man, you fucking pussy. It's just, it's just unbelievable what the society has come Coconut to. Flavor. And I, I do want to talk about MIA. I do want to talk about MIA because I know you're kind of a big fan. MIA. She kind of got the uh, tails wagon last night. Yeah, she's getting dragged by Kelsey right now, big time. <laughs> yeah, all the white... She's getting dragged by I Just Think It's Funny Twitter right now. Big. All, the, all, the, all the white people who really pushed themselves to like her, even though she was Muslim, are now kind of walking that back. <laughs> they're kind of... They're like, you know what? I knew I shouldn't have liked this bitch. She is anti-vax. Because the thing is, is that what she's doing and comparing obviously it's insane so so what is the tweet exactly she said if alex jones has to pay a billion dollars for sp- for spreading lies then why don't all the celebrities, celebrities yeah. have to pay up for sp- spreading lies about the vaccine yes which is obviously funny <laughs> it's a it's a funny crazy way to wake up type that sentence out and drastically change the course of your entire career until the day that you die which i think that the only cool part about it is i get the vibe that mia is absolutely okay with that because she she doesn't care but people are like i'm like this uh, people are very upset and it's like i was reading some comments my favorite thing to do and there was there but there was a handful this was incredible there was a handful of people Mm -hmm. that were writing like full-on essays about how because she had dealt with because she'd come from like a war torn country yeah. that had been like that the, the vaccines had been used in the wrong way or whatever that maybe she mm. gets to say this she didn't she didn't like the way that the Tamil Tigers handled the Pfizer rollout for Q four basically and this is probably true to an extent she had been part of something so insane yeah. that we can't you know some mom in Brooklyn on Pitchfork can't really understand like what she's gone through. And therefore, maybe that she we should give her some grace with these comments. But don't worry, there was a hundred people, you know, ready to destroy her, right. you know, and and not let that kind of thinking slide. But like, I don't know if um, she's of right mind. I mean, she hasn't been, and that's been one of my favorite parts about her is she's just like fuck all y'all. I don't need anything. I'm just doing whatever the fuck I want. Like that part is mm-hmm. is pretty cool about about her and. 
you know, I've, I've listened to her music for a long time, not, not as much anymore now that I'm a full-grown person who doesn't, uh, you know, wear American Apparel clothes and stuff, but oh. I don't... <laughs> so, well, she apparently... The other thing, the other narrative I'm seeing is that she has an album coming out tomorrow, and this is like a tactic to sell the album. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you must not have been following MIA for the last <laughs> couple of years, because she's been, she's been saying the same shit with no new music. So, so she's going to be... Like, who else was speaking out about, like... I, I I know like because of Trump like Kodak Black kind of had a little Republican bump and and you know Kanye's on Tucker and all this stuff so maybe MIA is like well you know my shit ain't selling maybe I gotta go this route I gotta go I gotta <laughs> I go the Fox News well, route or something I, I gotta go I'm, Newsmax I'm seeing that she's also a born again Christian oh so this is I, there's a lot going on there's a there's a lot going on with with God damn with, it. <laughs> Candace Owens got to fucking paper planes too. <laughs> and I want to just say paper planes. I, I can't, you know, you guys keep listening to Michael Jackson. I'm going to keep listening to paper planes. That's a fucking classic. Okay. Here's what, here's the scenario that I would love for to be at. To, th- this is the, this is my dream scenario for the situation. This could mean MIA and Diplo back together. If she's tweeting this kind of stuff, maybe Wes has gotten into her head. Oh, what do what you think? Think? Okay. I mean, look, anything's possible, but I, I, I mean, I think people just don't care anymore. Like she like I think she hasn't cared for a long time and she finally said something that was like hot button enough for people to actually pay attention in a big way. Yeah. Like this is like news today. Whereas yeah. I think she's been saying like she's been saying some definitely like borderline wild boy shit for years and years. Yeah. And now she finally I mean the Alex Jones stuff is so despicable that like she just picked the wrong one and mm-hmm. <laughs> She's gonna pay for it. Album in stores tomorrow. I'll, I'll be giving it a listen. I don't know. I don't know about you, Jason. I, I think the the this this PR style is is definitely something we might see. This might be a new style that we see. Yeah, I mean, a- appealing to the conspiracy theorist market or demographic. I'm I'm into it. I've I've always got a soft spot for for Maya. I wonder though if other. What I'm saying is, I wonder if other artists following Kanye's lead mm, mm-hmm. are go- are going to kind of go with this new strategy of like, I don't give a fuck. I just want to be in the news every single day. Okay. I don't care if it's bad. I don't care if it's good. I don't care if it causes problems for my wife, children, loved ones. I don't give a fuck. I just need to be in the news every single day because that's going to keep me relevant, and that's all we're desperate for. And it has so then to do that, it sort of has to be a real. Cr- curveball in order to make a splash yeah 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 Nicki minaj is going to be like abortion is trash bro yeah well what's a like 21 pilots is going to come out <laughs> they're proud like 21 pilots are proud boys or something <laughs> something like that to make waves 21 pilots is proud boys after they've gotten the gay community on their side by the singer having abs and that picture going viral <laughs> um would be would be a crazy twist but i just think celebrities i think that, that it's so it's so competitive and noisy right now. It's just it's a it's a free for all. It's like, bro. It's it's like, how am I going to outdo the next guy? I mean, I mean, Stephen Colbert is hosting a pickleball tournament. Like that's how bad. <laughs> that's how serious it's gotten for the competition. Like, okay, a, a so Sky Ferrari is going to have to go blackface or something to move move some units on her next album. I don't know where we go from here. It's like because music isn't good anymore. Like the music isn't good enough. You said Steve Colbert is hosting a pickleball tournament. That's right. Stephen Colbert is hosting. It's God. called it's called pickled. This is like um, hella celebrities, bro. Hella. This is celebrities. like if the like, Onion was like AI generated, they would just make that headline, you know. And it's also don't worry, it's um. It's being produced by Jimmy Fallon's Electric Hot Dog, 
uh, production company. <laughs> um, and Clawson Pickles, which is owned by Kraft, is backing uh, a mid-game recap segment called the Clawson Crunch Time Halftime Show. Okay, this is major. I take it back. This is real. What is this? Is this like a pay per view event or something? I'm sure it's no. I think it's just a. I think it's just a classic sponsored event on TV. Mm-hmm. It's. I mean, look, we've got Dierks Bentley, Will Ferrell, Max Greenfield, Luis Guzman. Look, it's not. Look, Sugar Ray Leonard. It, look, it's not. <laughs> it's not necessarily a list. Kelly Rowland, um, Luis Guzman. Feels- Come on, bro. You can't be playing pickleball, Guzman. <laughs> Grown ass man playing pickleball. <laughs> <laughs> this feels a little bit I like, expected uh, from Will Ferrell, but come on. No, this feels a little bit like a, a new version of Dancing with the Stars is what it's feeling like to me. Oh. A little bit like this is what we're going to do now. We're going to get these kind of like B and C list celebrities. No shot at Luis, of course. Great character actor from our from our youth. <laughs> but but we're going to get these character actors. We're going to pay them a lot because like Kraft is paying the bills here. Mm-hmm. And we're going to send these guys out on the pickleball court and hopefully nobody rolls an ankle. L- Luis Gmail re- ain't really buzzing in the last few years. He could use a buck, right? <laughs> I mean, because there's also there's that. Um, I mean, this is a 100% correct uh, prediction, Chris. I think. There, I always see when I'm driving around fucking Universal or Burbank or whatever, there's yeah. these billboards for this show that's a miniature golf show. And then there's also mm-hmm. a, a show yeah. called Wipeout starring John Cena. Yes. And it's just like this is a show where people like eat shit like near some water. Um, you know, that makes more money than, you know, the Catholic Church every every yeah. four months. And then yeah, yeah. here's the guy from that one movie that you don't know his name, but he's kind of funny. He hosts a show about miniature golf. And then people, you know, Ray J is playing miniature golf, you know, and it, it fucking crush. It gets more more viewers than fucking Game of Thrones. It's the perfect crime because this is my whole thing. Everybody thinks that like streaming streaming oh man it's crazy these shows this motherfucking pickleball tournament this shit ain't streaming baby this is on this is on network television i guarantee you it's on fucking cbs because that's where real americans watch television that's where real people watch tv that's why they're watching mini golf that's why they're watching dance with the stars that's why they're watching american idol that's the real shit that makes money this little Dahmer shit you guys are jerking off to like freaks we're gonna forget about this yeah fuck Dahmer. i want to see if Malcolm in the Middle is pretty good at pickleball, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. I want to <laughs> remember, <laughs> remember that child actor. I want to see how he is with his kind of. I've been, I've been wondering what Noah Cyrus's <laughs> handicap is out there on the links. I think she's a dink queen <laughs> on the pee-ball court. No, I mean I just I, there's there's somebody in Appalachia adjusting the rabbit ears on their set so they can watch <laughs> Noah Cyrus play miniature golf. <laughs> babe, 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 come in here. Come in here. Now quit fussing with it. <laughs> but I think this is it. This is really what this is what entertainment is. And I don't know I don't know how we get out of this because you're you're right, Jason. This is gonna be bigger than anything that that we, that anybody we know watches. This is a battle that can only be won with with um the pen is stronger than the sword, Chris. Check out some books. Just start reading. I, do you, do you think? Way. Do you think we? Do you think it's possible that as a society <laughs> we go so far with streaming, it gets so bad that it actually gets people to read books again? Do you think we could get there? No. Well, I think what's going to happen is there's a uh, you know media, culture, content, brands. That's the only thing that really occupy our our lives in the in the in the very near future. And instead of having a civil war based on your your politics or whatever, it's going to be a civil war based on what type of content 
uh, you know, and it's there's going to be readers versus watchers in a, in some type of mm-hmm. you know war in the streets. Okay, the readers will be known as the pussies. Yes, but they're smarter, and then the you know the watchers. They're a little more crazy, mm-hmm. but they don't have all the all the smarts on account of the book learning didn't do it. So it really is a, a good, you know, brains versus bronze battle. A tale as old as time. I mean, this sounds just like another great reality show to me. Mm-hmm. Read yourself out of this one, pussy. I can't wait. I mean, this is just honestly, this thing really threw me for a loop because all these athletes are buying, you know, pickleball teams because <laughs> there's a lot of money. It, I think there's money in pickleball, so even there there LeBron, is money in pickleball, but we still have to hold strong and resist modernity. And I like making fun of it, but I also don't care. I, I think it's really interesting that it's like divided, like upper middle class America. <laughs> like this is so annoying. These nerds are on my tennis court now, you know. But it also like skateboarders are being infringed upon, which that that I will not stand for. Mm-hmm. I, I built these ramps with my own hands. If you move them to dink, we're gonna have a problem. <laughs> okay, that's where that's where your buck stops. Um, I, I saw an article that made me think of you mainly because you posted it, but the Daily Mail posting uh, the the story about passive aggressive emoji use, yeah, and how that can be considered a, a you know an attack. By sending somebody a thumbs up emoji. It's a microaggression, Jason. And and as the kind of HR department of how long gone LLC, mm-hmm. I'm going to have to actually, you know what, for you, for just kind of for the safety of the whole team, I think it's better if you just don't use emojis at all because you get kind of loose with it. I do get loose with it. I'm an artist with a brush and that is my preferred medium. And reading this article, I didn't read the article, but skimming through it. All it did is make me want to send more young people thumbs up emojis because like, you know, you really can't if you're letting an emoji affect you enough to, you know, write think pieces about it. I mean, wait wait until you find out about the rest of the world. I'm waiting for the half face salute emoji to become considered like right wing propaganda. <laughs> Cuz I think that si, patrona. I think that could happen because that that emoji blew up. Like that thing got hit the hit the keypad and people were using it like it, I I get it every day. Oh yeah, all the all my pay pigs have been flooding my cash app comments with that one. <laughs> I haven't used it. I haven't used it. I'm proud to say. Yeah, it, it came and went pretty quick for me, but it was it was fun while it lasted. I recall actually when I was DJing last week and some you know Gen Z looking people walked past me. Maybe like wait, smiled or waved or said hi or something like that. Like I was DJing, it was they just sort of like recognized my presence, just like hey man, like thanks for DJing this grime song or whatever. <laughs> and I gave them a thumbs up. Uh oh, oh, oh no, real life. The, the it- IRL thumbs up was received with a smile, but it okay. could have been the way you smile at Mima or Papa when they say something. Okay, like kind of like a pat on the back. Yeah, a little pat on the back, a little patronizing uh, of just like, yeah, yeah, you could. That's a that's a hand signal that you could do too, Grandpa, <laughs> Grandpa Jeans. I don't know if it was that or if they're like, oh, Grandpa like, Jeans, your thumb you, still you just works. Gave me a thumbs up. That's so like vintage aesthetic, like random. I was hoping, I was hoping you were gonna say you gave them a thumbs up and they kind of recoiled like you were pulling a gun, <laughs> and they were so disgusted by it they like ducked under a table as to not, you know, they were, it was a. I was I was tased in the neck after that after <laughs> that macro aggression, but I I do live to fight another day. We need to talk about. Uh, another celebrity podcast kind of hitting the airwaves and and a sh- quick shout out to alex cooper fan of the pod 
Um, send me a DM whenever you're ready to come on the show. And then that also goes uh, out to our other friend of the show, Emily Radikowski, fellow podcaster. Welcome to the ring, bitch. Um, I will destroy <laughs> you. No, just kidding. Uh, please come on the show, and we would love to signal boost a bitch era queen's new podcast. If you want to have us on your podcast, I'm assuming the answer is no. But we I are think no. I think I think Emily needs us more than we need her right now. Like right this second. I think it's actually a rare. Right now. I think it's a rare. Halen voice. We have a rare window of like 36 to 48 hours, maybe 72 okay. if we're really pushing. Where M- M- Emily mm-hmm. needs, I need her ab routine, and she needs our podcast <laughs> clout. And I think that this is a rare, the tables have turned. For once, the podcasters have the power over the celebrity podcaster. And it's going to happen quick. It's going to reverse very quick, Jason. It's like a, it's like we're on a, a treadmill, you know, mm-hmm. and we're going to fall off. Right. Yeah. Right now, there's a glitch in the matrix. The system is down. The mods are asleep. This, there's a small win. This is very Ocean's 13, Chris. I'm pretty sure Mrata listens to this. So, you know, we are sending out the bat signal. Have your people talk to our people. And, and like I said before, that same, same goes to Cooper over at Call Her Daddy. I don't know if we're ready for Much love, much respect. Cooper. Why? I mean, I haven't listened in a while. I used to listen when when the, the podcast first came out, and it was just like here here's how to fuck football players. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, this podcast is fucking sick. <laughs> so, what's up? How are you? Yeah, um, Jason's trying to fuck a football player. Do you have any advice? No, I I, I think that I think that um, I think that I don't know, man. I think she might be. She could be. The most, if, if she were to join us, she could be the most professional podcaster we've ever had. Behind Rogan, she's like number two, number three, right? Did you, by the way, did you see who that Rick Rubin is on Rogan? Rick Rubin did Rogan right after, um, apparently, according to him, the Strokes just recorded an album in, in Costa Rica somewhere. Yeah, they're probably into surfing now because they're old. I think friend of the show, Steve Hyden, was mentioning he judges strokes albums based on how cocaine they are and he will say going to costa rica to record on the beach is 10 out of 10 level of cocaine so we can this is gonna be a we slap. can expect a great strokes record that's that's actually good yeah but i saw that i saw that i mean i'm not gonna listen to it obviously but i, I did see that which i think is an interesting sure i wonder if joe I, I don't listen to it enough to understand if he'll like go to someone like that kind of with his hat in his hand like respect vibe or if he goes in blazing full Joe on everyone, no matter what. It'll be both. I think it'll be both. I think it'll, I don't know, like whenever things like that happen, where it's just like, we got a crazy guest, you know? Yeah, yeah. It almost never goes well. Um, for whatever reason, like the, the host gets too excited or it's like oil and water. And I think they will be kind of oil and watery where Joe's going to say some shit. He's going to be more reserved and more like cool and calm. But he's just going to say a bunch of shit, and and Rick Rubin, he's just so zenned out in Malibu. He's going to be like, um, I don't, I don't know how to answer that question. Um, yeah, sure, I, I guess. Um, I know. love the I love the idea of being a, of being a guest on a podcast and saying I don't know how to answer that question. <laughs> that's just a very that's a really funny. Like that's truly the only point of what we're doing here. Mm-hmm. You kind of have to come up with something, whether you feel that compelled or not. That's really not my problem. Yeah, usually on a podcast, if somebody ever says something like that. Then the podcast will end not mm-hmm. by the host being like, "All right, all right, Paul McCartney is awesome talking to you." Uh, thanks. <laughs> and it, this it doesn't end that way; it ends this way. So, uh, are we 
are we kind of done here or is this no are we good were we, no, it, it, were just, we it, ends, it ends with a pathetic putter like that no it does it peters out uh i am um jason i'm fucking desperate to get out of here <laughs> um and i'm just i i'm feeling for the, for the first time in my life very under socialized like a child who needs special attention mm, okay Bean needs to go to the dog park and go sniff some tails. Is what you're saying? You 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 need to go get a, a San Vicente bungalow. Oh my god! Salad. You need to go get a bungalow Caesar. Uh, let's do some shrimp on top. You know, I, I just saw on Kieran and Shipka's Instagram they're going to have a Halloween bath yeah. on the 28th. Chris, you're going to you know cruise by. Let's make sure that we're not the same costume or something like that before. No, no, no. We I I'll be I'll be already gone by then. But I have I I am. Oh, no. I mean, I'm worried though that if I go back to SVB, I mean they're pros over there. But what if they don't remember me? What if they're like, hey, sorry, Mister? Mm-hmm. That's going to be a pretty big blow. Uh, to kind of my whole swag. Yeah, we've been talking about the Aster a little, a little too much. We, <laughs> we you could know, be in trouble. <laughs> your uh, membership's kind of coming up at the end of the month. We kind of. Right, what what you do know, you think? We'll we'll see. We're, you're up for review. You're up for review, Mister. What is it again? <laughs> yes, yeah, yes, Mister Black. A lot of our, a lot of our clientele, our friends with uh, John Mayer. <laughs> he does not have the power to sort of veto those decisions. No, but I'm ready. I'm ready to drive a luxury car again. This Camry ain't cutting it. You know, if only you had a Nissan out there. Speaking of Cameras, okay. Um, I watched the Hassan Minaj special on Netflix. Mm, I caught a little. I was I was like really really high foam rolling while my chick was watching that. So <laughs> I picked up little bits and pieces, but I w- I'm very curious to see what you thought about this new version of stand up comedy. I mean, I the sh- the production level and like the way it's all done with like the screens is really smart and kind of like really keeps you engaged Mm -hmm. because basically like you know he brings something up and then there's a visual but there's not always a visual which i think is is nice i agree Um, and he'll do some voice manipulation and make his voice kind of ominous and reverbed when he's saying something dark and mysterious i thought it was he gets a little too emotional in parts of it but overall it's pretty fucking good it's very much like a more digestible like tv ready three mics kind of vibe so three mics crawled so hassan could walk yeah it's not that high it's not that sort of like high concept but it's like the story and like the through line is is good and and interesting and like he's he's pretty funny but he gets into these it it gets a little emotional and it feels i don't know Mm -hmm. it's necessary i think for it to work but it doesn't i don't like it because i'm a dick you know what I mean? Like, I think it's like the right, right you thing to do. You don't come to stand up for that type of emotion, perhaps. No, but I was I was pretty impressed by. It. I feel like it's probably going to be like a big deal for him. I think so too. You know, I think it's like he, he it's big and it's on Netflix, and I think everybody's kind of saying it's good, and it's it's like pretty long too. It's like an hour and twenty minutes, I think. Honestly, I, I'm actually surprised I haven't really heard much more about it. I, I it kind of came and went for me, even though I remember, you know being pretty impressed and having those same thoughts of like oh this is like this is kind of a big deal whether you like it or not or whether you think he's funny or not like this is yeah it's moving the chains um i I think it's kind of like if if podcasting existed for a long time and then it sort of had to devolve into youtube show in your buddy's garage kind of thing by adding the visual element to it where like now suddenly we have all agreed that Listening to a podcast is not enough. I also have to see these neckbeards, you know, vaping or whatever. Yeah. 
like for it's it's uh, there's a little bit of that that I'm worried about like the that the traditional pure version of stand up comedy where like if just me and a microphone telling these stories is not good enough for you then maybe I should just be better at my job versus like oh what if I have video and funny you know yeah. funny thingies and whatever like I, I I don't like the fact that it has to sort of be dumbed down and you know like. A good book doesn't need photos, despite my inability to read so well. No, I mean, I, I kind of, I see your point. I mean, I think it's like, but he, but he used it in a way. He used it in a way that was, you know, the same way that Charlie XCX uses auto tune versus somebody who can't sing. You know, there's a way to use it creatively. That was the part that I was most impressed about. Is that like the way it all worked together, and also just like the way he. I mean. I don't know how this stuff works, but it seems like he just did this shit. Like he'd fully memorized it. It was extremely like oh, yeah. mem- like lines. You know what I mean? He wasn't riffing. There was no like vibe. It was like a man spitting a monologue, but it had to trigger all the visuals, you know? So it's mm-hmm. like very, it's like very, I don't know. I was impressed by the whole well, thing. Well, you could tell by if you watch it with a close eye and you're sort of familiar with how comedians do this type of stuff. Like, yeah, that's the other good part. Um, I guess that we learned during COVID and like late night performances when every band would just be like, all right, you you guys are going to give us 10 grand and we're just going to give you a video. And, you know, you can sort of like, oh, well, like you have to do it within the constraints of tradition with a late night performance. And everyone was like, why? I don't care. So like he's sort of taking these rules of like you start the show and ladies and gentlemen, blah, 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 and the crowd and like, what's up, Nashville? You know, like. Every, he was just sort of saying, like, maybe I'll just do it live. Maybe I'll record some stuff separately and cut it in so it looks like it's live. Yeah. If if I deliver a joke and I forget the line or I stumble over it, I'll just do it again. And yeah. you know, there's no there's no real rules, and and the the final product is the only thing that matters and the only thing that people remember at the end of the day. Do you think these guys like? Do you think it's possible that he does a version that's fully like a, a full dress rehearsal run through that they tape? And they have that, and then he does the one with the crowd, and they cut between them? Oh, I think that he did that multiple times. Okay. And he probably did this show, workshopped at friends and family, you yeah, know, in bunch. front of audiences for for a year. Usually, people yeah, will, yeah. will rehearse their hour for a year. His involved more work, for sure. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was trying to, under, I was trying to think about that, because I think sometimes you like... I've seen stuff where you can tell there's no crowd and I'm like, did you do that on purpose or did you fuck? Like, you know what I mean? Like, what's the vibe here? Whereas this, it was pretty seamless, even though there's like tight shots and weird, like 360 steady cam kind of vibe. Yeah, it was very, it was very seamless and very well done. They put the thought into it and they got, they had a plan A, a plan B and a plan C. The backup had a backup. It's just like they, they weren't lazy. They were like, let's just yeah work really hard. What like you said, like whether we like it or not, or whether we are fans of Hassan Minaj, just as a fan of like production value, yeah, like pro, it's pro hard work and all that shit. Like it's, it's just pro. It's a pleasure to watch something. I agree, even if you don't agree with it. No, I mean, I think you're, I think you're, you're right. Like it's like I, I don't, I don't, I, I personally don't care if it's like a guy with a stool and a bottle of water and a microphone. Like I don't need that. Like that doesn't, you know what I mean? It's like, I, I don't need, I'm not Bob Dylan getting mad that Bob Dylan plugged a guitar in yeah. type vibe. Like, it's like, this is the world we live in and, <laughs> and Netflix is giving, there's, there's 10 of these a week. So what are you going to do? Also, when you're him, I mean, you're famous. Like you were 
a, a tell you were on TV every night for you know five years. Like you kind of have to mm-hmm. bring it like this, or people might be disappointed. Like the the expectations higher is what I'm saying. It's true, and especially now that um, the future of late night is sort of up in the air. This is oh yes, this this could be something that replaces late night. You know, this is basically just like taking Bill Maher and just throwing gasoline on that whole format. And just having it be airtight. I like that format. Like, I like a panel format. I liked it when Chelsea lately did. I like that. I think it's fun. And I think it brings, mm-hmm. like, multiple voices in. So it keeps it. You love Andy Cohen. I do love Andy Cohen. But I think those shows are, I mean, I don't think those will go away by any means. But I think there'll be less of them for sure. Because it's like, also, I mean, I, I prefer that to fucking Stephen Colbert or these bozos, like, crying about politics and, like, having movie stars on where they know every answer to the question, you know, three days before. <laughs> it's, like, not... You know what I mean? It's, like, that's not funny. That's just, like... Not funny. But, again, that's on that that's on real TV. That's, like, what actually... You know, mm-hmm. that's on fucking CBS or NBC or whatever, so it matters. But, like, mm-hmm. I don't know if those will... I don't know if those will ever go away, but I think there's going to be less room. I mean, Trevor Noah walking away is partly because... Well, I mean, he sucks. First of all, he's never been funny day in his life. But also, <laughs> he can he can probably go... Bro, the amount of money that guy can make doing stand-up and shit, like, why would you... Oh, yeah. You did this. You, you're so famous now. You're fucking Dua Lipa. Go on tour. Comedy Central don't pay shit. We, already, we all know that. Yeah, like, you were probably making more than anyone else at Comedy Central, and that still mm-hmm. pales in comparison to what you can make doing MSG for three nights or whatever. Yeah. Wait till he sees how much South Park's making. But once he, but, but you couldn't do that if you didn't do the TV show. Yeah. Like, you need to do the TV show for an amount of time to raise your profile to go do the bigger shows. And then, and, and then mm-hmm. I don't know. What do you do after that? I, prove, prove to the world that you do have the sauce. Well, here's, here's, a, here's an idea that I'd like to float by you. So like a lot of people are, are contemplating the reason why late night TV is failing. Yeah. Um, you know, we've heard all the reasons before, streaming, blah, 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 appointment television, the death of that, et cetera, et cetera. But I think I'm going to combine the, the, the stories and the think pieces of we're all going to dinner at 6 p.m. and like the early blah, blah, blah is the real, you know. Oh, okay, okay. So will late night television be replaced by morning television again will there be a resurgence of morning you know cool morning shows because everybody is waking up at 5 30 this because is, they have a grustler's grind set this is an interesting th- so you should you think we should be kind of on our regis philbin type beat we should be going for a regis and kelly regis and kathy lee versus a letterman because that's where we're headed i mean a little bit of that but also a little you know big boy in the morning a little kevin and yeah, Dean, sure. a little you know because like stern used to be like oh you listen to stern on your way to the work you know on the way to the the job site whatever it is and and now because of Sirius and youtube clips and all this stuff it's just sort of turned into you know it's it's a it's a monopoly or a, it's a monolith it's not anything I, I, and now, are there, is there going to be the rise of just like you know how long gone every morning, Monday through Friday on Spotify or something like that? Yeah, un- unfortunately, 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 that already exists. It makes people want to kill themselves. It's called the Daily from the New York Times, <laughs> and you can kind of listen to it every. I know. Day. I'm, I'm, I guess uh, to distill this whole idea down. What if the daily was good, or what if the daily was fun to listen to? Yeah, no, I think that could exist. I think the problem—well, not the problem, but I think that the hurdle. It, what if the daily had a cowbell exactly, every time yeah, you said the word of the day? What if, you know, something like that. What if? What if? What if the daily <laughs> had like porn stars on? You kind of ask them questions. Um, 
<laughs> no, but it's. I think it's more that making something every day is just hard. And that's what keeps people from doing it. I think that because it requires like the amount of people it takes to make the daily uh, is is like a full staff of hundreds of thousands of dollars oh, of yeah. salaries and benefits. Oh, yeah. I just think that even if people wanted to do that, most people can't. And that's why we'll continue to get kind of these like news or new even news magazine kind of daily like we're giving you information that will make you f- seem and feel smarter as you go through your day is a nicer value proposition than like, mm-hmm. why don't you laugh at Jason and Chris talking about pickleball on your way to the office? All that is true, and it's just sort of changed because b- before you would listen to these NPR shows in order to, you know, in so many words, quote unquote, win your dinner party. You know, when you go to your your friend, you know, when you go to Ryan O'Connell's house for, yeah, are you going to have the most interesting things to talk about? And it used to be will I sound the the smartest and people are prioritizing, will I be the funniest or will I say the most interesting thought or the most, you know, just will I be more entertaining? Yeah. People are prioritizing being entertaining over being, you know, sounding the smartest. Well, I think that it's, yeah, I think, I think you're right. I think it's like, it's like because everyone at the party will know about try guys. Whereas that used to not be the case. Mm. Like, you know what I mean? Like, because of the internet, we all know about the same shit. Everyone has an opinion on the Try Guys, or everyone is looking for an opinion on the Try Guys. Whereas if somebody is like, so what are we going to do about Israel? They're going to be like, ooh, not super. Not tonight. uh, Not Not tonight. You know, I'm I'm with my family. Not tonight. Please, not tonight. You know, I'm just trying to have a good time. (laughs) No, but I mean, I think you could, I think you could be onto something. I mean, the thought of, I mean, I think I've been told, I mean, people have told me they listen to this podcast in the morning specifically. Like, you know, on the way, mm-hmm. like doing what they're doing because it comes out, you know, late at night. So it's there when they wake up. Best part of waking up. I, I have a lot of great memories. TJ in your cup. Skeet, skeet. I like, that's terrible. I do like <laughs> having, I do, I, I have a lot of great memories of listening to stuff in the morning in the car and stuff, but I just don't, Me too. You know, I think we're too far gone, bro. I think that, you know, especially now that everybody wants to work from home, there's no commute. You commute down <laughs> in your fucking flip flops and your PJ pants you got from Target. You know, to the to the espresso machine, get the kids out the door. If, if my sex robot has to charge and I have to go walk mochi by myself, I'm absolutely pulling up a pod and, I see. and, and hanging out with my BFF. You're gonna <laughs> you're gonna play that on your on your Google Home Pod <laughs> as you uh, as you as you do the dishes. Um, <laughs> damn, that's funny. That's something to think about. It really is something to think it about is. as we hurtle towards a worse future. You know, how can we make it better mm-hmm. with f- drive drive time style morning radio? Sound off on the comments. Let us know what you think in the Discord. Um I I also uh we should talk about the, the shows cuz they're coming up and I know everybody knows about it but we have to continue to push them because it's our job. Yeah, so Troubadour in West Hollywood, that one is sold out if you are a VIP friend of ours and you want guest list. We're gonna kind of push you towards the lodge room. It's a the venue is you know more than twice the size, so we can accommodate you guys. But I just went over to Burger Lords yesterday, and you know we we figured out what we're gonna do. We're gonna it's gonna be basically cigarettes, wine, you know, affordable wine bottles, and we're gonna do some tray past uh, vegan sliders. Oh, I love uh, hors d'oeuvre style. So so the food is gonna be free. All you gotta do is show up drink and turn up and hang out we'll have a playlist going it'll be fun and easy so highland park uh on 10 20 it's gonna be a really fun night and then we go off to new york for the bowery ballroom and our culinary adventure with 
Allison Roman. Oh, man, this is going to be good. I'm getting a haircut tomorrow in preparation for this. I'm excited to go back on the road, to be honest, Chris. I want to talk. I mean, yeah, and then we did announce Hari is joining us at the Music Hall of Williamsburg. She's billed it as Chad's vs. Dolls, um, which is <laughs> a very fun way to think about it. Um, but I actually, I, I don't mean to to bring up a sore subject, but I I have, I so there's a barber in Atlanta. Don't do it. This guy, Chad, who I'm friends with, who I really like. But his, the shop is a little far, and he's very busy, and I don't like to, you know, I don't like to monopolize people's time. Like you're, you're a professional. That's dope. And I've gotten three haircuts since I've been here, and they're all shitty. And I'm very upset that I can't get a good haircut here. And so I'm going to be wearing a hat until I get back to LA, where I can finally see my non English speaking barber over there on Santa Monica and get my shit hooked up right. Okay, I mean that's why God invented the airmail hat for people who aren't super happy with the way their hair is looking right now. Be it. Uh, you know, a funky haircut or just male pattern baldness. It's there for you. That's I love hats. Uh, and we'll have some new hats at all the shows. Don't forget. Yeah, very cool new merch. Very cool new merch. And we are very excited to have Hari Neff joining us at the Music Hall of Williamsburg. That's what it's called, right? Um, all right. How long gone? Uh, thank you for listening to this this classic Dim Jeans Chris Black one-on-one podcast. Uh, we'll be back this weekend and next week. And uh, we'll see you in New York and L.A. Uh, when we touch the motherfucking stage. Wagwan.